Welcome to Podcast Awesome, where we chat about icons, design, tech, business, and nerdery with members of the Fawn Awesome team. Fawn Awesome, we'll make something awesome. Fawn Awesome, we'll make something awesome. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, and in this podcast, we catch up with founders Dave Gandy, Travis Chase, as well as Rob Madole, Font Awesome's principal software engineer, to talk about what they learned launching the Font Awesome Kickstarter in 2017. After hitting our 10-year milestone as a company reflecting on the release of Font Awesome 6, we realized we'd never really said much about our original Kickstarter for Font Awesome version 5 back in 2017, which was a huge milestone for us. When all is said and done, the Font Awesome Kickstarter is the most funded and backed software Kickstarter of all time, and a big part of its success was due to the video. Since then, folks have asked us what we thought contributed to the project's success. In this podcast, we've summarized some of the things we think worked and a few that didn't. Uh, and version 3 was around for a while. This is Dave Gandy. But it just started getting just more and more and more popular all organically without... Uh, you know, we've never paid to drive traffic to Fawn Awesome. Everything has always been organic, you know, both as an open source, uh, you know, fully open source project. And we transitioned to, you know, being, uh, being a company. In 2017, Fawn Awesome founders Dave Gandy and Travis Chase tried an experiment. Up until that point, Fawn Awesome was open source and free. Once they made the decision to give Fawn Awesome a go in a paid version, they were invited to Y Combinator, a Silicon Valley tech startup accelerator that's been around since 2005. Maybe you've heard of the little companies Airbnb, Dropbox, and DoorDash? Yeah, they all got their start with Y Combinator. The short answer is that everybody always asks is, you know, was Y Combinator worth it? My answer is yes. And it was worth it within the first 30 minutes of getting there. When we talk about Y Combinator, well, if it, you know, they, they, uh, their slogans like uh, build something people want. Mm -hmm. And so we were working on Ford and we were trying different things and trying to make that the, 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 the tool we, we thought could really help a lot of people. When Travis mentions Fort here, that's shorthand for Fort Awesome, an icon services package the team was spending a lot of time trying to get off the ground. Here's Rob Madole. Yeah, we were so far down in the weeds, kind of looking at a completely different area. Um, Ford Austin was, and you hear Dave and Travis talk about this pretty often. It was, it was a bit ahead of its time. We were yeah. doing things with icons that people just really weren't, they weren't asking for it yet. <laughs> yeah. We, it, it was, it's definitely one of those things where you're, you're so far in the weeds that you can't, you can't see what's above it. And yeah, if we would have just thought about it, we'd have been like, Oh, well, let's just make more icons. Though the team was getting traction, it wasn't quite enough to keep them going as a company. So they did what only sensible people do. They panicked. It is my professional opinion that now is the time to panic. Just kidding. They didn't panic. They asked their customers what they wanted. Um, and, you know, we're getting some traction, but not enough, necessarily enough traction to support all four. We're just like, okay, well, how can we change this? And so, um, basically, we went and asked our users, what do you want? 
Mm-hmm. You know what? What? What do you want? And they what said, an idea, so, Travis. Yeah. So, and, and not only that, but like, so we, we posted a survey on fawnawesome.com. Uh, it was active for three, maybe four days, and we, we did. You know, this is early in our you know, understanding how to do good surveys, and the survey ended up taking on average forty-five minutes for people who completed it. Oh, dang! So uh, they're and, they're committed. And in uh, about four or five days, we had seventy-five hundred responses. Dang. Um, so we had lots of people who took the time to do that for us. Make something people want is one of Y Combinator's mantras, and for good reason. You won't get anywhere if you don't have something that folks need or want to use, and there's no way to know for sure what people want unless you actually talk to them. We, we find out, Travis, what do they want? What did everybody want? Just want to morph on awesome. You would think we would realize that that's something people would want more of because Fun Awesome 4, I think it had around 650 or so icons at the time. And we had tons of icon requests in our repository, our GitHub repository, where the, where the open source code was. And I think it's something that you just kind of get blind to. You just, you know, think about it. But yeah, we heard back during that survey and people were just like, I, I just kind of want that. And it was a lot of times it was just one or two icons that they wanted. It wasn't like they needed a whole set or anything. So it became really apparent quickly that, well, if we just make more icons, we'll probably make people happy. So armed with what they learned at Y Combinator and fresh feedback from customers, they decided to launch a crowdfunding campaign to get a paid version of Fawn Awesome off the ground. That meant, in part, they'd have to tell the story about what Fawn Awesome is and what it does. But Fawn Awesome has been down the crowdfunding video path before. The big takeaway? Hire professionals. We also recognized we had done it before. Uh, if you go in and look at it, uh, <laughs> I, I will be humbled for every person that ever watches that old, the original Kickstarter video we did. We'd actually already done one yep. for a project called Font Awesome Black Tie. Black Tie will be an all-new commercial icon font designed completely from scratch, building on all of the great things from the original Font Awesome. Total failure there, right? But we learned the lesson, okay, A, don't put Dave in the videos. <laughs> yeah, well... Dave likes to talk about that black tie Kickstarter. Um, it it got funded. Uh-huh. And so I think for starters, you have to say, look, it was actually successful. Right. What bothers him is he was on camera. He doesn't think that it, it worked very well, but he got the message across. I think it's a lot better than what he likes to admit. Right. Uh, that's, that's the first one. Uh, and B, hire someone who knows that is their wheelhouse. Yeah. Right? who really, really knows how to do that. And then not only that, but like know what this thing is going to be. So they knew they couldn't tell the fun, awesome story without a great video. So they did some research into how a great Kickstarter video should cost, i.e. they Googled how much does a Kickstarter video cost. And to work with a fantastic production company and get the quality they wanted would run somewhere around 15000 This sounded like a lot to spend on a video, but they were pretty sure they'd be able to make back their investment. After talking with other Y Combinator startups, they found VideoPixie. Basically, VideoPixie has you describe your project and 20 to 30 professional video production companies will bid for your business. It works really well and you get some excellent options really quick. And the VideoPixie guy had an idea. It's going to be awesome. He was like, now this is a little bit past the budget you set for this. But what about these guys? And so, you know, we, we, we chatted with them, got to know them, and we, we knew the trick to look for. We, know, we knew that when it comes to craft, 
that the people who are purely talking about the hardware and the, the math and the science behind things, that they might be able to be technically, technically proficient, right? But if you're doing a, a video, it's story. The idea was to get Fawn Awesome connected with a video company called Knox Avenue. Even though working with Knox was outside of their budget, they believed in Knox's vision and thought it was worth the risk. Talking, you know, we're talking a good chunk of the money that we've got left at this point, right? Because that raise got us an extra 18 months of, of runway. And it's been a year since then at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have many quarterly experiments left to even be able to run. So this is, but we also knew, right? Like if it doesn't work anyway, it's not going to matter. Let's give it a good shot. Give it a good shot. Dave, he was the one that came up with the idea for the Kickstarter and the idea for doing the video. And at the time I thought he was, I thought he was crazy because it was so expensive and, you know, we didn't have an infinite bank account. Right. I was like, oh man, that's such a huge risk. I really did think he was nuts. I thought. Well, yeah, was it sort of like, is, if we do this video, somebody's not getting paid this month. Yeah. So. yeah, it wasn't quite down to that point, but it was definitely going to shorten our runway by, you know, however many days or months. And just just a huge risk, something that I probably, you know, I'm, I'm risk more, more risk averse. I wouldn't have probably done it if it had been up to me. So it's kind of the genius of day that he could see far enough ahead and was willing to take the risk. Yeah. But yeah, it was... Um, I was I was kind of there for the from the very beginning on that on the Kickstarter thing and went through it with everybody together. It was quite a ride. Dave and Travis wanted something folks would share with their friends, and Knox Avenue seemed like a great fit. Incidentally, after they launched, they were told that comedy is very risky for a Kickstarter, so it was probably a good thing that they didn't know that ahead of time. Yeah, I wonder if Dave would have heard that from somebody before we did the video, if that would have kind of changed everything. Right. You, know, you, you talk about like, um, you know, butterfly wings that end up changing the future. Yeah. Uh, that one thing, if he would have heard it at the wrong time, may have completely changed the trajectory. We may, may not even be here today. Yeah. That was the case. It's a good thing Dave didn't hear the recommendation to avoid humor and tech Kickstarters, because as it turned out, humor was an important factor to building an authentic brand identity for Font Awesome. As a company, like... We, we like humor, right? This, this is actually a core piece of who the company has, has become, right? Is that uh, we, we value this so much. And so we're like, okay, so humor seems a clear way that we can, we, we can try, to, try to make this more interesting. But also, what if we have nothing overtly digital in this? What if we tell this in the real world, right? What if we tell the story of, you know, Fawn Awesome 5, what we want to build? What if we tell this story in the real world? And so what's the, what's the biggest parallel, right? And so right away, you're like, oh, let's do, a, what, what about a, a lab, right? A science mm -hmm. lab, Right, because you got the, all the tweaking. It's very visual. You got the white coats, and you got the, you know, the Erlenmeyer flask, and you got the beakers, and you got all this little fun. You know, there's, there's just you can fill them with colors, and you, know, you do some fun stuff there. But ultimately, and that's a great idea. But ultimately, we're like, no, 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 no. It's too cold. It's too sterile. And this is when Brian Talbot came up with the idea explaining Von Awesome in the context of a bakery. So, as an aside, let it be known that Mr. Talbot bakes the most amazing chocolate chip cookies you have ever tasted. Brian, Brian is uh, is one of the best bakers I will probably ever know. If you ever have a chance to have one of his uh, chocolate chip cookies, like it, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. It's heavenly, heavenly. Yeah, uh, so good. Every every one of those cookies is worth it. Um, Twenty four hour process, if not longer, right? Yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. the time like the the dough has to cure for the child. It's crazy, right? There's a little bit of salt at the top, like it's a craft, mm -hmm. right? Like if if we haven't, if Brian hasn't shared his nerd about baking, that would mm -hmm. be, yeah, we should do that. 
the parallel we come up with is a bakery, right? Because a bakery is, you know, we think of Fawn Awesome as this intersection of art and technology, right? We think of it as how do we make these awesome assets, right? You, you get your icons. How do you, how do you make these real? How do you get these where they need to be in the way people want to use them so that you, you know, everything can be better, what you're trying to do. And baking is so similar, right? There's so much about bake, baking that is so visual. And then and not only that, but like the science of how you do it, all the hard work that goes into the, the craft mm-hmm. and the science and all of the pieces that underneath it, it was just the, it was, it was the right tone and the right feel. The filming process was super fun and super quick. They found this amazing little bakery in Burbank called Half Baked and was absolutely perfect for what they wanted. It was just Dave, and I remember him. It was very furious. He he would be sending us notes and things and emails at like two thirty eight a.m. in the morning because wow. they were doing the shoot over because it, it was an actual bakery. They didn't want to interrupt the business for the actual for the real thing. Right. So they did it all through the night, and it was just it was crazy. The you could tell from his emails and responses and thing pictures he was sending Travis and Brian and and, and I that something special was happening that's cool. with this. It was, you could really tell that there, there was some, some good going on. They spent 12 hours on site filming at night from 6 PM to 6 AM. And they had a blast. Then Knox worked their magic and edited the whole thing together. But the big question was, would the video translate to the audience? And so we, we had so much fun writing that and shooting it. Um, we've got it all ready to go. We've got the Kickstarter, you know, it's all ready ready to flip the button, and we don't know what's going to happen, right? We have no idea what's going to happen. Not a clue. And I'll say this. So so Travis, I mean, you tell me what you said. So <clears throat> Travis had never seen a full cut of the video by the time we had color, sound effects, and all this stuff done, and really close to final. And Travis watched it. And Travis, what, what was your comment? Yeah, after uh, laughing throughout, <laughs> I, I kind of stopped and I paused. And I said, you know, this may be the best thing we ever do in this company. <laughs> yeah. Was this video? Do you remember seeing it for the first time? Uh, I do. I was shocked at how much personality and how professional it was. Yeah. Because when you read the script, and and we all kind of worked on the script a little bit, the four of us, but Dave and Dave and Brian, I think primarily, they went back and forth. And you read the script and it sounds okay. Right. But everything is really dry on the page. And until you see it in action, you just really don't have any idea. Yeah. And they had, and they ad-libbed and changed some stuff as they went, which was kind of part of that frenetic energy that he was so excited about. Mm -hmm. And just to see it coming together, I was, I kind of agree with Travis. And one of the comments he said was, this is probably the best thing we've ever made. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, it, it was it was seriously good. And it was at that kind of moment that I guess I let hope come in that, oh, okay, this this actually could really this could really be awesome. I'm excited for people to see this. And so you're looking at looking looking ahead, right? We have no idea how this is gonna hit, right? But we we think this is hysterical, right? This is like mm-hmm. we, we thought it was funny. So we we launched the video. Um, we did a few things right with it. We did a lot of things right. And we've, we've still got an article out there somewhere about all of the, what we think are good ways to run a Kickstarter. And it's a few years old, but most of it's going to be evergreen with that. And we set a goal for ourselves for $30,000, right? And we knew that was low. 
Uh, but we also knew that if at the end of it, we still had a product we could sell, right? Even if the Kickstarter really only does 30 grand, okay, we're, we're going to go ahead with it, right? That was our real, that was our really go or no go number, right? If it didn't hit that even, okay, we probably won't, we may not even bother to try to commercialize this at all. And we'll just keep it, keep it going the way it was. So what happened when they flipped the switch? We blew through that $30,000 in an hour, maybe. If you can believe it, the Fawn Awesome 5 Kickstarter raised $1,076,940 with 35,550 backers. That made it the most funded and most backed software Kickstarter of all time. And if you haven't watched the video yet, really check it out. It's genuinely funny. <laughs> oh, come on, Terry. You can always add more sprinkles. It's a life lesson. Oh, I didn't see you there. Here at Fawn Awesome, we're always cooking up something new. For years, we've been the leading resource of website-friendly icons with a community. Since then, Fawn Awesome has continued to grow and has been profitable every year. But there are always the naysayers who think Fawn Awesome has sold out. The thing is, though, as the company has grown, they've had more opportunities to give more away and continue to support open source. So because we are a company that is uh, that we believe in open source and because we now have a model to sustain it, uh, Font Awesome, the free version, is now 250% larger than it was before we did the Kickstarter. In February 2022, Font Awesome launched version 6. This release also features a great video created by Knox Avenue, with all the trademark Font Awesome 5 video wackiness. And we've got another video currently in the works. As of this recording, Font Awesome 6 includes 9,000 plus more icons in five styles, 13,000 plus pro icons, and over 2,000 free icons. The company has continued to be profitable and has grown the staff from just a few people to 17 since their humble beginnings. I've heard Dave say lots of different ways that, you know, icons aren't going to change the world and that Fawn Awesome figured out a way to monetize something that's really fun. So what would you attribute that success to? So part of it is that the timing of everything was, was really good whenever Dave started Fawn Awesome, when he first kicked off that very first version one. The ability to create your own site, especially if you were a developer, there were tools like Bootstrap coming about, and we were starting to democratize this creation of projects and sites and putting stuff on the internet. It wasn't just, you know, you have a, a site on AltaVista that you hand coded the HTML with that looks like crap. You could actually build something that was decently functional and was using, you know, frameworks like Bootstrap. So we started, we entered into this area where all of a sudden people are enabled to build stuff and they need it and they need icons. I, I need to be able to put this on my website because as soon as you do that, there's something about, from a developer especially, there's something really fun about starting and making something. And then as soon as you put the icons on there, all of a sudden it looks 10 times more professional than what you, like for me, I'm not a designer, yeah, but I can put some icons and lay it on the page and it looks 10 times better than what I should be able to do. Right. Just because I've, I've got these, these things on there. So the, the timing for all of that and the democratization of 
site creation and, and developers being able to, to use those. I think it was just perfect timing. And I think we just, we just hit that perfect time. And, and Dave's right. We're not going to change the world with icons, Yeah. but, but man, can you think of a website today that doesn't have icons on it? Right. I mean, everybody needs them. Yeah. So if you can make that as easy as possible, you probably got something cool and something that people will want. Thanks for listening in to podcast. Awesome. A special thank you to Dave, Travis, and Rob for coming on the show. If you like what you've heard, please give us a rating and review and share this episode with your friends. This episode was produced and edited by yours truly, Matt Johnson. The Font Awesome theme song was composed by Ronnie Martin and audio mastering was done by Chris Enns at Lemon Productions.